Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Not too bad, yep, doing alright still. Uh, so what have you been playing within the last week or so? Uh, I'm still fighting my way through uh, Fallen Order, the uh, bullshit continues. Um, I'm going to try to finish it for the story purposes, because the story's not half bad. But it's definitely not a game I'm going to go back to and try like 100% or anything like that. I'm still constantly getting stuck on graphic glitches. Have uh, did my first boss battle, which was double bullshit because they have uh, the the enemies flash red when it's an unblockable one, but apparently this one's unblockable and undodgeable and unavoidable and just constantly gets you killed. So okay, so what? Other than that, I mean, it's just the the hitbox detection is annoying because um, you, you know you'll be right next to something and swing like five or six times and it doesn't connect but then they automatically always tag you um, and get you in on something and it's just one of those things that just gets old after a while okay all right so you're still having issues with the game and stuff yeah um yeah not sure what else to suggest because i'm assuming you already did the whole delete and reinstall no, it's just part of the game mechanics. It's one of those things that it's, you know, it's clearly the engine. I mean, I played a lot of hard games in my life, and a lot of them, I can always tell when it's something that I'm not doing right or something the game's not doing right. It's kind of the benefit of growing up through so many generations of video game systems is that, like, the really, really hard games back, you know, in the day for the NES and the SNES, those were just limitations on the graphics. Uh, but these are just, this is just not great coding with the engine, so... Okay. Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, still on the uh, uh, State of Decay two train. You know, that's that's kind of been my go to what I call a podcast game. Because if I want to listen to a podcast and play a game at the same time, I can do that because I can just have the TV on mute. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's that's all that you've been playing at the moment. Well. Yeah, unfortunately, it's all I've been playing because I finally got my new PC built, which, yay, I haven't had a new PC in like 10 years. But Steam has decided to be a giant steaming pile of ass in that it's not accepting my password, it accepts when I change my password, and then it doesn't accept my new password, and I've been locked out of my account until the timer runs out. So I can't play any of my PC games, which is why I hate, you know, subscription-based games to begin with, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect segue. Speaking of subscription-based games, I tried Stadia. And uh, it wouldn't load the game. Um, I tried three different games. uh, Basically signed up with the... I think it's two-month or three-month trial. Uh, It slowly got rolled out. It basically was 48 hours after last week's episode. uh, Within that time. I'd forgotten about it. And then IGN posted a video about you know free, free trials and stuff. Signed up, got my free trial, tried Destiny 2, which I thought was, okay, it's a fairly demanding game, you know, bandwidth-wise and all that, so tried that, wouldn't connect. Tried, um, whatever the racing game is on there, uh, that wouldn't connect or load, and then tried, um, Flea, whatever it's called, uh, I've, I've forgotten the game that's, that's on there, I think that's one of their original games. Uh, that's, that's the one of, that I sent you a video of, and the one that I, I posted mm-hmm. that, I posted that same video to Twitter. 
um, which is showing me uh, for some for those of you that didn't see the video or whatever, which is possible, obviously. Um, I was I started recording this just a little video of my phone, just showing the kind of laptop screen and so showing it loading, uh, which it didn't do. Then it said check connection or press back, so I pressed back and then tried to load the game again, and it didn't. So that's my Google Stadia test. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I could try it again in in a in a later today or some some point later, or maybe you know if the bandwidth's a bit better at certain points. But yeah, because my initial idea of the test is okay, see how much these games like the frame rates and stuff but I didn't get that far because the game didn't load enough for me to test the frame rates because I couldn't load into the game so um there you go uh that's the I'm not sure if it's the I don't know if it's like the founders edition or the pro edition I, I honestly can't remember but it's whatever the free trial is offering at the moment I uh jumped into that um I sent you the video and you gave me a sarcastic kind of surprised response as well <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, was that basically what yeah you... I uh I said, "Yeah, because I, I wrote back, this is my shock face, and then sent the emoji with no emotion." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's not a thing I was counting on using properly, so I'm not that that disappointed. Um, I'm not actually that surprised either. I didn't think it would work going in, and uh, there you go. I've had first-hand experience with it now. So, um, and it doesn't matter if you know you're streaming on a phone or whatever; it should still work. Um, but it doesn't. So, and that's why I'm glad, like, let's say I had the actual genuine interest to buy this thing and spent £120 and brought the Chromecast and the whatever and the controller and all that sort of stuff. They can't use the product. So, there you go. Uh, but moving on to more positive things, I started Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I streamed bits and pieces of the other day uh, on, on the Mixer stuff, which I've renamed the account, got that account, not not got it back, but I've changed the name so that it's something better to follow. Uh, on there um played about an hour of it on sunday didn't really click wasn't really sure why uh and then i thought i'm not going to give up on ori because it's one of my favorite xbox games because it is obviously still an xbox exclusive at least this one is because the, the first one uh or in the blind forest is on switch at the moment which you can go and buy or whatever uh games on game pass so both of them are on game pass i'm going to assume uh, they had the ad advert again for $1 for one month. I thought, okay, I'll see if it works this time. It did. It let me in. I paid the pound and that sort of thing. Uh, and my intention was to go and get Ori. So I played that. Like I said, played about an hour or so on, on the Sunday. Um, I ended up just watching something instead because it just didn't really click for me. Tried again Monday night and it fully clicked for me. And uh, really, really been enjoying it so far. I've been getting some more... I don't know if you'd call them power-ups or skills or what you would call them, but some more weapons that I can use. Uh, this little sort of bow and arrow thing, this kind of fist I can sort of slam into enemies, uh, double jump sort of stuff that I unlocked, and this ability to use... I think it's when you use the energy to heal yourself, which I really needed. Um, but yeah, the platforming on it's really, really fantastic. The, it can be a little bit fiddly sometimes, the, the platforming, but once you kind of get the hang of it a little bit and get past certain issues with it i think it's really fantastic apart from those issues um i the, the, the one issue i do kind of have with the game is sometimes it's like okay here's where you've got to go you've got to unlock a part of the map but in order to get to that part of the map you have to kind of explore quite a lot and i get it you have to explore to unlock stuff and find secret things and all that but for the main 
waypoint i just like a little bit more guidance as to where to go that that's one of my biggest problems with well video games in general is when you're trying to move on to the next thing and it's down to you to just explore to get to that next part and i don't really like that in certain games um but uh cause that was one of my problems with if you remember Link's awakening on the switch love the game it's a great game and all that sort of stuff but it doesn't tell you it tells you vaguely where to go and i just don't really like games that try to do that um like just sort of give you a vague idea of where you have to go and then you have to work the rest of it out because um, then you just end up exploring for ages and there's actually sp this particular area where you had to hit part of a wall to open up the next area and I only knew that because I watched a YouTube walkthrough of it because uh, I don't know how uh, how uh, how long that would have taken me to kind of figure out but other than my minor complaints with the game um, it's really, really great. The gameplay is really great. I think that the combat is somewhat forgiving. You know, if you, you you've got to be really careful with it. But uh, yeah, the music's fantastic. The graphics are fantastic, and all that. And uh, really, really enjoying it so far. Have you played either of the Ori games? Yeah, I played a good chunk of the on the uh, thing of a bobber, and uh, it was a good game. I never really got that far into it. Um, just because it was one of those things that, you know, I just never got around to doing it. But uh, mm -hmm. other than that, it's good. Cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, both of them I assume are on Game Pass. You can get for a, that for a pound or a dollar or whatever. Um, so there you go. Uh, so played that. Uh, finished my first and only season of the Pro Evolution Soccer uh, Coach Mode. I just don't like the way that the AI... Um, reacts to situations there's certain obvious opportunities where like a player should have been running or should have made a really obvious pass and they just didn't but I've, i finished my first season finished fourth in the um excuse me in the premier league won the uh english cup as it's called uh beat liverpool in the final which was great to do uh got to the um whatever they called the european cup on that i can't actually remember the name of it but the europa league uh, got into the final of that but did lose to Tottenham so that was a bit of a shame but you know I finished in the top four and won a trophy uh, I'm not going to do any more seasons of the game though it just like there's certain moments of like real brilliance from the AI where it's like wow you've pulled off an amazing shot or a pass and then there's just some really stupid AI kind of uh, reactions like certain tackles it should be really you know th things like that I, I don't think should be as much of a problem in the game. And I don't think it's to do with tactics that you said. It just seems... I would just put it down to like AI judgment or whatever. Certain places where they should be running or tackling or passing or shooting. And they just don't do it. Um, so I found that a bit annoying. But I played one season. I experienced it and I had, I had a good time with it. So there's that. Um, finished the... Oh, what season are we on? Bit of a bit of a FIFA update. Uh, we're in the 2025 to 26 season. Uh, me and my dad. That's the FIFA stuff. Uh, started streaming some of that, by the way. Um, you had a particular comment about Crystal Palace. In, in yeah, the... I said that sounded like a name of a, a gentleman's club. <laughs> yeah, they're a they're a fairly local team uh, to me, which means I'm apparently supposed to support them, but. That's not how it works for me. Uh, of course, I support Manchester United, but I don't live in Manchester. I just grew up with the team and all that sort of thing. Um, but uh, Palace are one of them. They're just one of them average Premier League teams. They've been in the Premier League for quite a while now because uh, they were in the Championship for a while. Uh, but they've been in the Premier League for the last, I want to say, four to six years, roughly. can't remember exactly when they got promoted, but they're a fairly good team. They've had some good players that have just moved on at certain points, but um, they've been pretty good. But, yeah, we finished... Uh, 
I'm not sure which season that would be. You start in the 19 to 20 season and now we're in the 25 to 26 season. Because uh, we're now in January of 2026 on the game. Um, and it runs for 15 seasons. So that's what, 2035 would that be? 2019, you put 15 years on that. Uh, 2034, I think that would 2034. be. 2034. Yeah, 2034. Yeah. Um, and that'll be interesting to see who's who, who's still even on the game at that point. Because even at the point where we are right now, there's lots of major players. Uh, you know, Ronaldo, Messi, all those sorts of... Wayne Rooney, obviously, those sorts of players. They're all long gone, long sort of retired. So uh, that's been pretty fun as well. But yeah, that's been most of the stuff I've been playing. Um, still playing Call of Duty. Uh, Season 3 is live, by the way. Um, they've got three new maps. Two of them I really like. One of them I'm not really that keen on. Um, I've forgotten all the names of the new maps, so I can't pinpoint which ones I'm talking about. Uh, but they added... You know, I'm, I'm going to have to go back on the game and try and remember what the names of the maps are. But there's one... Um, for those of you that play the game or have seen it, the one map that I don't like that they've added is the one where you're on the hills and stuff like that. Um, and there's this sort of barn that's on fire or whatever it is. Something's on fire. Um, there's just too many uneven areas and like too many areas therefore that you can get kind of picked off from and it's I, th I feel like that map's really kind of unbalanced uh, but I can't remember the name of any of them uh, there's this new pistol that I've unlocked it's actually quite good um, and and that's some good stuff there uh, pistols are not something I use in the game very much at all I'm not very good with them uh, and there's a new marksman rifle which they've released as well but I haven't actually unlocked that yet so yeah that's pretty much that for the gaming side from me uh, so let's jump into some uh, housekeeping and then we'll see you for that stuff in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, two podcasts we already did today, did with Robert, uh, sorry, did with David, rather. Um, we've got more coverage of Westworld for Season 3, Episode 5, so we're just over the halfway point of the season. Actually, we're into the second half of the season now, because there's eight episodes. Uh, Better Call Saul also had Season 5, Episode 9, um, really big, um... Uh, penultimate episode for this season as well, so that was good. Uh, what else we got? The Arrowverse shows are still going. Legends, Flash, um, 
what else is there? Arrow's finishing and all that sort of thing. Uh, Arrow, Flash, Legends. What's the other one? Batwoman and, and that sort of thing. They're, they're on at the moment, so that's pretty good. Uh, run, the uh, miniseries is going to be starting. Was The first episode's already available. Uh, that's the HBO series with Merritt Weaver and uh, Domhnall Gleeson. The preview podcast is out for the miniseries. And... Um, yeah, first episode is going to be today. I'm going to have the podcast out either later today or uh, at some point tomorrow. So look out for that. Uh, Walking Dead's on a hiatus, of course. There's supposed to be one more episode, but they haven't finished making it yet due to what's going on. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's move into some news. What would you like to talk about first today? Well, first up, we've got a new classification, at least over here in the States, which is the Entertainment Software Rating Board. Uh, They are adding in-game purchases, quote, includes random items, i.e. loot boxes, you know, your most... as a new tag added onto the box. Uh, Normally, the ratings are like... movie ratings, a... uh, Describe basically what the things are in it. So they're just adding loot boxes as a form of notification in in the loot box in the uh, game rating. So uh, it's one of those things that don't think it's going to have a huge impact. I mean, most people that uh, buy games already know there are loot boxes in them, mm-hmm. uh, but it is kind of more for the parents. Like right now, the ratings are E for everyone, T. For for teen AO for adults only and then X, you know, which is pretty obvious. And so now there's just going to be a new distinction for loot boxes. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of an important thing, especially for parents who are maybe not quite as aware of how the industry works and, and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, for, you know, kids aren't really going to take much notice of that sort of thing. But, um, you know, if you're buying this year's FIFA or last year's, you know, whatever kind of game, or you're buying, you know, the new Star, Star Wars Battlefront 2 or whatever, if it, your friend, if your kid wants to play online with that, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm surprised it actually has taken this long, because this whole microtransaction era that we've been in isn't really new. It started, I mean, it was even going back as far as, like, 2017 maybe even before that i mean there was there's been microtransactions and that in games for a long time because uh, even FIFA, something like fifa ultimate team i think was created in 2011 so it's been almost like a decade but they've been a lot more uh forceful as of recently you know certain stupid microtransactions in games and things um but uh yeah are you, are you surprised it's maybe taken this long to put it in the game as well or put it on the, the ratings thing not really i mean anything you know, it is part of bureaucracy, and that's the whole point of bureaucracy is that it takes forever. So, no, I'm not overly surprised that it took as long as it did. So, Okay. Um, but uh, are you happy to see it's been added now? I honestly didn't care. I mean, I play so few games with loot boxes in them that it's not really been a... I'm glad that other people can see that now, that it shows that it really doesn't affect me that much. Cool. All right. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's been interesting with like I don't mean to keep picking on EA and stuff, but with them coming out with lines like uh, surprise mechanics, is that what they said? That was what they said. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, surprise mechanics. <laughs> with uh, how companies like that that are a bit more forceful, how they'll maybe react to the situation and try and skew around it in some way. Hey, maybe they'll say our games don't we don't need to put a microtransactions uh, rating because it's surprise mechanics instead. Maybe they, maybe that's, maybe I've already given them the, ex- the excuse <laughs> there. So um, we'll see how that works out. So um, cool. But what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, with uh, social distancing being a thing, uh, Sony decided to step up in a huge way and added two more games to this month's uh, free games. Uh, so starting tomorrow, we're recording on a Wednesday. So starting the 16th, you'll be able to uh, claim both Journey and Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection which includes uh, Drake's Fortune Among Thieves and Drake's Deception. PlayStation users in China and Germany will have the Drake collection swapped out for NAC 2 because apparently they're not being punished enough in the world. Um, This is uh, part Uh. of Sony's new Play at Home initiative, a two-pronged approach to keeping people indoors during this whole nonsense and supporting indie developers during struggling times. They've also earmarked $10 million to support in develop, in, independent development partners um, to try to keep them going. Uh, because, I mean, the, honestly, that's what's getting hurt the worst right now in terms of the gaming industry is the smaller independent uh, mm-hmm. groups. Yeah, um, shame for China. You, know, you get Knack instead of Uncharted. Um, but I think that's quite a swap out in terms of games. Uh, I wonder why that is. Is maybe like a ratings thing or a life? I don't know why that would Who be. Who knows? Um, my guess is I see. I've never played any of the Drake games. Do at any point at all do they reference uh, World War Two or Nazis? Um, not that I can specifically recall, but they might have done. Uh, it's been a while since I played those games, so maybe. Yeah, because I, I I know in Germany that anything revolving around Nazis is auto ban and then they have to do a lot of heavy editing for anything revolving around world war two. Uh, but I don't remember if China has that kind of restriction. They just, they have so many restrictions. that's impossible to uh, keep track of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking on the, you know, this whole thing outside of China and that, um, I think this is very, very good to do. Um, you know, if it, just to be clear as well, this is for, uh, every PlayStation player. This isn't just for uh, PS plus members. Cause this was, um, one of the games, because this month is Uncharted 4, isn't it, for PS Plus? Uncharted mm-hmm. 4 and... Drift. Drift, yeah. I think, what, what, I think one Drift, of the yeah. racing games or something, yeah. Um, and previously they've made the Uncharted Collection and whatever else was free that month uh, on PS Plus. Um, but hey, if you didn't have PS Plus at that point, or you missed out, or whatever, uh, or maybe you just got a PS4, because some people still do that as well. Um, then uh, it'll be great for you to you to grab that and jump in with the uh, Uncharted collection and everything. And um, there you go. And you know, hey, if you also pay for PS Plus as well, you can get well the whole. I won't say the whole Uncharted collection because Lost Legacy is part of that, but the whole of the Drake uh, portion of of that collection as well, uh, which would be good. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So, what do you, what do you think of Sony's decision to actually do this, like the outside of the China conversation? Yeah, I think it's really good that they're doing that. Hopefully, uh, Microsoft will see that they're doing it and uh, step up as well for anything like that. But, you know, it's always Sony has been making a lot of good moves for it lately in terms of getting people to play their games. They're having much better games for the free games for the month. They're having much better uh, 
uh, games in terms of that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's always good to see that. So yeah. Um, any thoughts on Journey? Have you ever played Journey before? I've seen it. I've never played it because I'm very, very new to the PlayStation. But I'm definitely interested in that. So okay, I've played. I have played Journey. I do think it's quite overrated. It's uh, whenever I hear some of the industry people talk about journey it's as if it's this like transformation transformative like video game experience and i can see why people think that um because there are certain themes in there and other stuff like that but i i don't think it's as good as some other people have made out i'm not trying to sway people away from downloading the free version and that sort of thing that's not my goal with what i just said uh, i'm just giving my you know opinion on what i think of the game uh, i did play it i did finish it it's it's good i definitely don't think it's a bad video game i just think it's not on that level of some of the industry changing sort of video games that we've had uh in the past but nonetheless you can get it for free and you can get the uncharted collection which is great as well uh what would you like to see from the xbox side of things if they do decide to do something similar oh i this that's kind of a a hard thing to say because so many of their games are on game pass yeah uh maybe offer like a year of uh, game pass for a dollar or something like that something really cheap wow yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you never know. It's just one of those things that they 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 don't have to do anything, or they could do so much stuff that it'll boggle the mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of this, part of this, not to tie this in too closely with PS Plus, but um, I, I, part of my mind keeps going back to that conversation of like, okay, with Sony doing very little with PS Plus. Uh, I just would like, as a VR owner, and as I know that there's games that I haven't played, Beat Saber being one of them, because uh, it's still £25 and I can't rent it either. Um, you know, I can buy it for £25, but I just, I've never seen the game go on sale once, and I'm just kind of waiting for that to sort of happen, and this will be a good opportunity to do that. Um, I just, I think Sony should try and take a bit more of advantage with their. Uh, VR library. I'm not saying that they should make VR games free, but just do something with that with PS Plus. They did it once, didn't they? Or twice. They had... Because uh, that's how I ended up with uh, Firewall Zero, Zero Hour, because I... Uh, it was... I think it was lab- labelled as a bonus game, wasn't it, for PS Plus one month? But um, there's there's a lot of VR games, and they could potentially do that with with some... Um, it, even if it's just one a month, I think that would be pretty good, but um, we'll see what changes they make, maybe. So... No. Yeah, I think they did like the bonus game the first month after they stopped giving out free uh, PS3 games, if yeah. I'm remembering it right. Yeah, PS3 and uh, Vita games. So, there you go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, even though we don't have anything confirmed for either uh, Series X or PS5, uh, some star stores have started their uh, sign-ups for when the pre-orders are going to become available. So here in the U.S., stores like Best Buy, Target, GameStop. Uh, to be clear, you're not pre-ordering the game. You're not being put asked to put any money down. They've just started the process of letting people sign up for an announcement newsletter for when the game does go live, for, when the consoles go live for pre-orders. So I know that sounds kind of convoluted, but it's just basically it lets you sign up for an email alert for when the pre-order goes live. Hmm. Okay. Uh, did you do this at all? No, because I honestly don't know if I'm going to... I know I'm not going to get a PS5, and like 90%, unless it comes in like some crazy, ridiculous low price that I just can't not have. Uh, um, otherwise, I, I have no reason to buy it, so... 
But the Series X, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's going to depend so much on price. Yeah, like I said before, for me, it's going to depend on what they do games-wise, because as they've stated, for the next big couple of Xbox games I'm interested in, Halo Infinite and Hellblade 2, it looks like I'll be able to play those on my Xbox One. Now, will the game be as good on my Xbox One as it would with a Series X, or even an, a One X? No, but, um, you know, it will still probably look really great and everything, and um, I'm still looking forward to playing those games. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, if this, is like, if this is something that you want to do, you want to sign up for the email. And uh, cause I, I remember, it's funny we, we mentioned this, because I remember when Disney Plus was about a month away in the UK. And it said, oh, you can sign up with an email alert. I don't remember actually getting an email about that, but I, I knew the release date anyway, and I knew what time it went live and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It, it, it means that, you know, these either things or services are closer to getting launched. Not saying that this that the Xbox Series X is coming out anytime soon. It might not be this year, depending on how things go. But um yeah, it's always cool when things kind of move forward a little bit or when you see something kind of uh go into its next phase if you will. But um yeah, so what's your your we talked about this a little bit before. My my plans are still the same, <clears throat> which is get a hopefully get a PS five either launch or slightly after because I'm currently just saving money anyway um for 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 you know because it's always good just just to have money put aside um and then if my xbox one is still running well by that point and i can like they've said play hellblade 2 and and uh, halo infinite on my xbox one i'll then just keep my xbox one if it starts to get worse condition wise or whatever i'll probably just buy maybe even a 1s or or 1x um and that's prob that's pretty much my next gen plans i suppose what about what about you have your plans changed at all regarding that i honestly don't have any plans um if you'd have told if you'd asked me what my plans were in january of 2020 being stuck at home with a virus watching episodes of tiger king would have not been on my list <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but we'll see what the future holds i suppose uh yep. what else do you want to talk about today uh, well, the last thing I have uh, involves a Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you've ever gone, if you manage to like go out to a store for whatever reason and notice they're out of stock, that's not uh, that's not at all uh, you know a product of your imagination. In the month of March alone, Switch sales have increased a hundred per hundred fifty percent over markets just because everybody's stuck at home and they want something to do, and a Switch is a natural thing to do it. Uh, the downside of it is that. They're sold out in a lot of places. Anywhere you go and look, um, any online store, any local store, they're just not going to be in stock. And unfortunately, that's going to be the case for a while, um, just because you know, with everything being manufacturing shut down for the most part, um, everything's going bonkers. So, and I mentioned that like a month ago that I was, um, and out in the store, and I randomly locked. That was like the day that uh, Animal Crossing came out. I was like, well, maybe I'll think about getting the Switch. And then all the Switches were gone. And that uh, was a month ago, yeah. or however long it was since uh, Animal Crossing came out. So A couple of weeks to a month, something like that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was around the same time Doom Eternal came out, wasn't it? So, oh, Which, by the way, I've been sent Doom Eternal, and uh, I'm going to give Sekiro another go. So those are going to be my next two. Well, games I'm playing at the moment, uh, still playing Twin Breaker. Have you played any more of that? Uh, I've gotten a few more levels into it. It's also very quickly become a uh, podcast uh, game because mm-hmm. I don't need the sound on for that as well. Right. Uh, it's a little, you know, the going to the four paddles is a little brain breaking. It is. Um, yeah. 
and I mentioned I forget I forget if I mentioned it to you directly or what. Did you notice that bug that I mentioned with the uh, with the X button? I remember you said about a bug. I don't remember what the bug was. Uh... Yeah, basically what it is is, and it might just be on mine, but it's such a weird specific bug, is that the rightmost paddle will move to the right when you hit the X button. That's all it is. I mean, it's not technically even a bug. It's just a weird thing. Hmm. And I noticed it once because I launched a ball and the thing shifted. And so you can actually test it, at least on my copy, if you just, the game's going, just hit the uh, X button and just watch that paddle. Just take a little bit to the right. Okay. I'll look out for that next time I play it, but it's not something I've I noticed necessarily. Uh, but I've got that. I'm playing, obviously, Call of Duty, uh, Ori, and the... Will of the Wisps. I'm trying to remember the damn names of the game. Uh, Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps is the uh, second one. Um, been sent Sekiro. I don't know if I'll actually finish that, but I'm just I don't know. I'm up for the challenge of that and Doom Eternal. So those those are the games at the moment. Um, yeah, so it, that, that's the thing that I was like moving back to this whole Switch manufacturing thing. That's the thing that has actually kind of gotten to me the most. Uh, it's not like the quarantine or whatever. I'm I'm okay with like being at home and stuff. I mean, you know, I make the podcast at home and I play games at home and watch TV at home. So I am home quite a lot in general. I did go out for different things, obviously, before this all happened. Um, but that's the thing that's kind of gotten to me the most is just, just the way the world has kind of stopped. Like nothing's being filmed, nothing is open, nothing is being manufactured or created. Um, you can't really go outside for, for very much. And that's that's the thing that's been the weirdest to me is just... You don't. You're not hearing about like, oh, this happened at a pub. This happened at a cinema. Um, this thing finished filming, or this what, whatever. Um, do, do, do you agree? It's it's just weird the the way the world has just stopped in that. And obviously tying this into the Switch thing with the whole manufacturing and that, because um, obviously games aren't being created or printed. Hence, Last of Us delay. Um, and uh, it's going to affect things like stock for different places, like what you said with the with the Switch and that when you couldn't find one. Um, would you agree it's just just weird? Hang on, let me shut the window. Some This asshole always has his car alarm going off at random times. Oh, okay. I don't know if that heard that came through or not, but I can hear it loud as day. Okay, I'll just take that bit out. That's fine. Okay, ready to reset? Yeah, yep. Um, honestly, it's it's not weird. Depending on where you live over here in the States, it's actually kind of terrifying because you've got some governors and mayors just adding, like, being, like, massive dictatorial power. A um, mm. couple of examples, there's, like, two or three cities in the U.S. where they're deploying drones all over the place and uh, just tracking people down and then uh, finding them and issuing them for just being out. There's other places to where... They're just sending cops out to the street and handing out tickets for being out, even though the stay-at-home order is just... It's not like an enforceable law. It's just a suggestion. But they're uh, you know, starting to fine people for that. It's getting cr- pretty crazy. Yeah. One, go- one governor issued a stay-at-home order, and it's absolutely not a coincidence, wink, 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 that he's not very well-liked in the state, and that the stay-at-home order is one day after the primary elections. Hmm. Yeah. But that that's just a total coincidence, wink wink. It's not on purpose, wink wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but hopefully things can get back to normal soon. People can get their switches, including Robert here. Um, and uh, we'll see how things go. Uh, I want to tie this in with the Switch story that I've got as well, which makes sense to do so. <sighs> so Switch update uh, finally lets you remap controllers. So this is from IGN. Uh, the latest Nintendo Switch system update, which I've not actually done, but I will go and do later. Uh, update uh, finally lets players uh, remap their controllers three years after launch. Um, Nintendo revealed patch notes for version 10.0 uh, of the Switch firmware with this new update focusing focused on improving uh, the usually the user sorry I can't speak uh, friendly experience of the Switch. The main feature that has arrived with this update is the ability to remap your controllers, which is a leap forward for the accessibility on the platform. Uh, some of the features of this new remapping system include the ability to change analog stick and button configurations with the ability to save up to five configurations on the system which can be swapped out uh, per the needs of <coughs> excuse me, whoever's using the console at the time. Uh, controllers that can fully... Um, that can be fully remapped include the left and right Joy-Cons, the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller and the buttons on the uh, Nintendo Switch Lite system. Uh, oh, because that's the yeah, because the on that's the smaller version of the Switch, isn't it? Which has got not it, which has got the uh, Joy Cons like tied into it. You can't take them off. So for those buttons as well, basically, uh, for that system, if you ever wanted to swap the A and B buttons on the menus to make the Switch feel more like a Western controller, uh, now is your chance. It also means the the split Joy Cons can now be a more intri intricate uh, setup, given that you can. Uh, Customize inputs for every part of the controller, even the side buttons. Uh, that setup has now um, four potential extra buttons. So those are the the other buttons on the on the sides of the Joy Cons as well. Uh, I think if you yeah, I remember playing FIFA on the Switch before, and you could, you could use those uh, if you were playing with two people. Um, one person could have one controller, one person could have the other. Uh, one of those buttons was actually the run button. One of them was the Switch Player or the Chip button as well. So uh, that's those two. Uh, you should be prompted to initiate the update when you start a new game, which is great. Uh, but if not, make sure to head into the settings menu, find the system tab where you can um, get the update to perform. If not, uh, if it won't perform, Nintendo suggests restarting your console. So in case you've got any problems. Other updates that have arrived alongside the... Um, Control of remapping in version 10 include a feature that lets players bookmark new items and transfer software data between the system, memory, and SD card. I'm surprised that wasn't already a thing. Uh, but it is now available to go and get. This is great. This is really good. Uh, maybe a little bit later than what I expected. But it doesn't quite solve my problem that the Joy-Cons are a bad controller to begin with. Um, my, my surprise more from this... Not not necessarily from the update itself. I'm just surprised that Nintendo hasn't tried to do a different version of the Joy-Cons. Like maybe a bigger version of the Joy-Cons. Or maybe one that's got... I don't know. Just update an updated version of the Joy-Con in some way. I mean how many iterations... How many different types of PS4 or Xbox One controllers can you get? There's what? Three different versions of the Xbox One controller? Because there's the launch one. Isn't there the... Uh... Oh, they didn't call it a Pro. What was it called? The Elite. Elite controller. I'm sure there's like two versions of those. Uh, the PS4 one, you can get like the Nikon versions. You can get the normal version. I think there's another one out there as well. Uh, you can also get like a small version of the PS4 controller if you can find that. But yeah, with the Switch, it's basically 
the left or right or both Joy-Cons, depending on what game you're playing. Which is a good idea to be able to split the controller and play two players for certain games. That's a good idea. Uh, but you either have that, you have the Pro Controller, you have the controller on the Switch Lite, which is, which is basically the Joy-Cons anyway. Or in certain situations, like with me, you can use an adapter and put your PS4 controller on the dock. That doesn't mean that you can use the PS4 controller... <coughs> Uh, portably because it only works when the you know you plug it you put the switch in the dock and then you plug the USB thing in there so obviously it doesn't work that way for uh, portable play um, but uh, what do you think of Nintendo's update here yeah I think it's something that's long since overdone mm. um, I don't see why they haven't done it up until now but you know to each his own mm-hmm. um, but it just it never ceases to amaze me how they can do so many things right and then something like this just falls to the wayside yeah yeah what what's an example of something they've done right that you can think of uh well i mean just the whole construction of the switch in general i mean for long time listeners when uh before the switch came out and they were uh, anticipating you know you know five to seven million units sold i said they were being radically optimistic and then uh you know they sell like crazy um so you never know. And yeah. I was completely wrong on that, so Yeah. What do you think of what I said about uh they just they haven't done new versions or not even new, just different versions of uh the Joy Cons? Uh well they don't need to. I mean so many people play the pro controller when it's plugged into the T V anyway. Um plus if they did make alternate controllers like that, they wouldn't fit into the carry cases, so you'd have to uh um, have companies that would have to make new carry cases for things like that. So, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's something I I mostly use the Switch docked, so I just usually use the uh, PS4 controller. So um, there you go. But uh, that's your Nintendo news. We, uh, we haven't really seems to have had a lot of Nintendo news in the last maybe couple of months. Uh, it's been mostly like PlayStation stuff, and then you know the spec talk and the. Uh, full kind of breakdown of the series x and stuff for the xbox so it's good to hear some nintendo stuff so Mm -hmm. because they are still part of this whole thing so they might not be you know part of the console wars quote-unquote because it's ps5 versus series x but they're still in there you know they're still a they're still nintendo so uh just good to kind of hear from them again i suppose uh what else we got here we've got some information i've got to bring up the link uh so let me just do that now on a uh, cancelled Superman game. This also comes from IGN. Let me just load the web page here. It has loaded. Uh, Superman game uh, concept art has emerged. Um, so this is from IGN. Like I said, uh, bird plane. Now it's possible concept art. Concept art for um, what may be a long rumored and possibly cancelled Superman game from Warner Brothers Montreal. So not Rocksteady, who did the Arkham series. <coughs> Because, uh, of course, Warner Brothers of Montreal did the Arkham Origins game that wasn't Rockstar, uh, Rocksteady, rather. Um, so, this is from the other company. Uh, appears to have surfaced. There's a little screenshot here. Uh, I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen this screenshot? Of the no, I have not. Okay, I'll have to send it to you in a minute. Uh, discovered by Twitter user Tatlinski, I think, uh, on the personal website Art of Artist uh, Joel Dos... Rias Vegas, that's probably not how you say that name, but that's going to be my attempt at pronouncing it. Uh, the art appears to show Superman in flight across a vibrant take on Metropolis, which is, of course, where Superman is. Um, 
The artist is a uh, vice president of Montreal creative agency uh, Steambot, created on the image. Uh, both Steambot and Joel, the name I tried to pronounce earlier, uh, himself worked have worked um, for one of Brothers Montreal in the past. Uh, Dos um, helped create concepts for characters in one of Brothers Montreal's uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which is the one I just talked about a minute ago, the prequel for the series, uh, as well as DLC costumes for Batman Arkham Knight. Warner Brothers Montreal assisted Arkham Knight's um, developed Rocksteady post-launch content, because uh, obviously for the DLC stuff. Uh, the image itself is uh, found in portfolio in a portfolio of images called Batman Games, uh, with much of the work focused on focusing on Origins and Knights, so Batman Arkham Origins and Batman Arkham Knights. Warner Brothers Montreal was right, widely rumoured to be working on both uh, Suicide Squad and Superman video games following the release of Arkham Origins, uh, with a 2015 job listing saying it was developing two AAA video games, um, quote, uh, expanding the DC Comics universe in interactive space, end quote. Uh, Follow-up reports in 2017 claimed that the Suicide uh, Squad game had been cancelled. Um, some point, some have pointed out that images from the same uh, folder of the concept uh, art as a Superman image, including a series of sketches of Harley Quinn below, of course one of the members of the Suicide Squad, uh, could represent work on that project given they were created in 2014 after Arkham Origins release. Uh, these sketches could be for that game although they could also be representative early works for Arkham Knight DLC. Uh, the lack of word since 2015 would suggest that uh, Superman game has also been canned uh, particularly given that assumption that uh, Warner Brothers of Montreal is now deep in development on a game based on Batman Court of Owls the one that they've been teasing for the longest time. Uh, Rocksteady uh, creator of the Arkham series categorically denied it was making a Superman game in 2018. I do remember that they actually said that. Uh, alongside Warner Brothers Montreal, Rocksteady's next project also remains a mystery. In fact Warner Brothers' portfolio of games is something of a mystery as a whole right now with the rumours of a Harry Potter RPG which we talked about last year possibly. The leaked uh, gameplay that we saw for that still yeah. floating around and uh, Lego Star Wars Rise of Skywalker so, sorry, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga news only recently popping up after a long period of silence. So lots to discuss there. Yeah, it is interesting with Warner Brothers at the moment because with Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, uh, whatever Rocksteady is doing next, this Harry Potter game, there's tons of mystery surrounding all of it. And it's, I found it really interesting, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, when we talked about um, not E3 being fully cancelled but when they initially cancelled it and said it was going to be like a digital event and stuff and then Bethesda pulled out afterwards uh, and, Warner, and Jason Trier had that thing from Kotaku if you remember about mm -hmm. uh, Warner Brothers was going to do a presentation about those three games Rocksteady's next thing, this apparent Batman Arkham game which is from Warner Brothers Montreal and the Harry Potter game uh, so pointing more specifically towards the uh, Superman game um, what do you think of well all this all this kind of situation I suppose uh, I mean, it's just kind of weird. I mean, the whole situation is really weird. I mean, you never really know what's going on anymore. So I honestly can't think of anything past that. So yeah, um, because we we've spoken before about obviously there's been rumors for a good few years about okay, is Warner Brothers uh, is sorry Rocksteady doing a Superman game because they've done with Batman because they did Arkham Knight and everything. Uh, and some of that I remember you said to me before, and some other people have said as well. 
how do you because batman you can power him down i mean he's not actually got powers to begin with not saying he's a terrible character but like he hasn't got the overpowered nature whereas with superman you make a video game of that and you can fly through buildings assumably you can you know you've got all the powers of superman and he is at times an overpowered character how would you make a video game of that um without making it just feel too sort of easy unless like you know you do some crazy kryptonite stuff in there um do you have any like updated thing feelings on that or do you pretty much feel the sort of the same way about it it's pretty much the same way plus you gotta remember you had that horrible n64 version of superman which is legendarily bad i mean Mm -hmm. legendarily bad and that just goes into part of it it's one of those things that you know this guy is that's why i think that's I don't know this for sure, but I think that might be why they wrote in vulnerability with something like magic uh, to him, just so they can make him have certain situations to where he's uh, um, vulnerable in some sense. So, yeah, who made that um, N64 one? Uh, I don't know. I never owned an N64. But I just remember seeing gameplay of it, and it was just—it was bad. It was like really, really bad. <laughs> I've seen very small bits and pieces of that not none of which i remember i'll have to look that up and see uh what that was about i'm sure there's probably some videos and some reviews on youtube and stuff i could probably oh yeah for. i mean it'll be on youtube so right i'll have a i'll have a look into that so um but outside of that what do you think of like i mean we've spoken about it a little bit before but you know we, you've got this apparent harry potter game on the way you've got this game from warner brothers montreal the batman one which they've been teasing for just months and months and months and months and even a couple of years at this point, and then you've got the uh, next Rocksteady thing, which is even more of a mystery. How do you kind of feel about, like, just the general mystery around all three of these things? Like, is this Batman game real? Is this Harry Potter game real? What is that? What the hell is Rocksteady doing um, at this point? Uh, you know, it's one of those things that Rocksteady... Um, I could see the Harry Potter RPG work in a sense... I think it's a few years too late, but I, I still think it could work because obviously there's no real age limit on those fans. I know people mm-hmm. that are six that read the books, and I know the people that are 60 that read the books. Yeah. But the ones that are closer to the six are going to be the ones more likely to play a video game. So. Yeah. That's one of few kind of franchises where there's some dark stuff in the Harry Potter films, but it's still like you can still sort of show it to young people in a way. It's very much one of the franchises that's open to every age but it doesn't feel like restricted if you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. that's that's very very difficult to do when you've got like you know people in their 20s 30s 40s that want sometimes dark stuff and uh when you've got you know characters like voldemort or whatever who want to kill people uh you know death of harry's parents and all that um and then you've got some of the more fun stuff that's really really quite difficult to even approach these days Uh, i mean you've got examples like you know you've got things like um bunch of stuff from disney of course basically everything disney at the moment uh is family friendly stuff all of the mcu all of the star wars stuff uh most if not all disney and pixar films uh pretty family friendly but you still have like characters can still die and things like that so it'd be interesting to see what they Mm -hmm. can it'd be interesting to see what tone and stuff they can do with this harry potter game but we have to see it properly first i suppose so there we go um 
Ghost of Tsushima uh, is how I'm going to pronounce that. I've uh, got some new little bits and pieces of information. Uh, nothing too major, but some stuff worth talking about still. Uh, two different pieces of information, so we'll go through those. Uh, I think I saw these again through IGN or someone else posted them. I don't have direct links though, I've just got notes written down. Ghost of Tsushima. Allies can turn on you, so your allies in the game, based on your choices. Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, so based on your choices in Ghost of uh, Tsushima, your allies can possibly turn on you. I assume that means that you have to fight them, possibly, depending on depending on what you do. We don't really know what those choices could be based on the game's actions or story or whatever. We don't really know yet. Um, what do you think of this as an idea? As an idea, I think it's brilliant. That's something yeah. I don't think I've ever seen before in any video game. Um, how well that's going to be implemented, it's hard telling. But, you know, it's possible. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that's got me intrigued in the game. I was, I was kind of fifty-fifty-ish on it, but uh, you know now I'm kind of curious. Cool. Um, I mean, Sucker Punch has got a little bit of history with doing this before. Uh, if you played, what was the PS4? It was the Infamous Second Son, the the newest of those Infamous games. That the the, the one that launched with the PS4. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Uh, you had this like morality. Uh, system. It was a bit more basic to what this maybe sounds like, but it was basically, do you want to choose, at certain different story checkpoints, I don't know how far it went because I never finished the game, I got to maybe two of those choices, I think, uh, and you could choose certain different things in the game, so they've got a little bit of history with doing that, I suppose, uh, maybe there's some more stuff later down the line, maybe there's some stuff in the first and the second Infamous game, I don't know because I didn't play those, um, but uh, that could be interesting. It's good that they got a little bit of history with that as well. And uh, um, we'll see kind of where that goes. But yeah, that could be a really, really kind of cool idea, depending on how that works in the game. And given that you've got, like, samurai stuff going on, and you've probably got rules and stuff, and, like, what happens if you, like, break some rules? Are you, are you going to end up having to, like, fight one of your masters or something? Or, do you know what I mean? For that particular type of... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? That particular type of like family thing or whatever, like family sort of betrayals in those type of stories, uh, can lead to some of those sort of things. So uh, that could be interesting as well. Yeah, that definitely piqued my interest a little bit. I don't, I still don't know if I'm going to get the game or not, but that's uh, that's a big uh, plus on a reason to get the game because I don't remember the last time I've ever seen that in a game. Mm. I didn't even think I've ever seen that in a game. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and the other thing we have for the game is, uh, the game won't have checkpoints telling you where to go. Now, given what I already talked about in this podcast with two different games, one of which is Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and, uh, Zelda, what was it? The the one that got remastered, remade. Um, um I forgot, I completely forgot what it was called. My brain uh, don't want to work. Yeah, that, the the new one that they remastered for Switch. I literally mentioned the name earlier in the podcast. Oh, um, uh... Uh, something I, I know exactly which game you're talking about and I can't remember yeah. what it is so both of our brains have gone uh, but that game as well with it not sort of telling you where to go I, I as, as long as I get on a map like hey this is like these locations and you have to go here and maybe if it's like conversations that lead you to certain places but I, I'm, I'm not like joking when I say this if I'm like in the middle of the map on this game and it says go west to find your next quest, and that's it. That will annoy me, because um, that, that's part of one of the uh, the Zelda game of the name which we can't remember at the moment. Um, you did you did get certain missions in that where it was like go northeast to the 
forest. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I went in the forest, and like there was, you know, took me ages to find whatever. Um, but uh, I, I, how do you feel about just games kind of guiding you, or not really guiding you, or giving you sort of vague descriptions as to where to go? I'm good. It was. It's relatively new for them to handhold you to each specific location. There was a time when that was never the case. That that's when I say relatively new. I mean, within the last like twenty years. So not new relative to you, but relative to me. I've had I've played tons of games to where <laughs> you've had to have like buy the Nintendo Power magazine just to get the map to figure out where to go and things like that. I was a Nintendo Power magazine subscriber for many years. Um, but yeah, I mean, if as long as they give you a general sense or they have like some kind of logbook so that you can read, you know, past text and whatever to figure it out. Because otherwise, then you're just down to Googling it. But I remember I played games long before you could look up answers online. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to look it up, by the way. It's Link's Awakening. The one that yeah, I Link's thought. Awakening. I, yeah. I, I would, my brain was stuck <laughs> on Dream, and I knew Dream wasn't right. Yeah, so we figured that out, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, that will... I mean, if I then go, wet, like, literally look at the map and it says, this is West, and I go there and something then pops up... Or like a character comes up and like calls my name, or or like I don't something to do with that, or like look for the guy with the sword west, and like someone it's a bit more obvious. I won't mind that as much. I don't need to be told like here's the exact millimeter of where you need to go. I don't need to be told that much. But like when games do say to you, like go north or west or find the tree or something like that, it 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 does annoy me a bit. Um, and I get it, some games want you to take that and kind of explore on your way a bit more, which Ori kind of, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, kind of wants you to do, because obviously you're supposed to explore so that you unlock new stuff. I understand that, that's a little bit different to just, hey, go, 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 go roughly in that direction. Um, so, we shall see. But, uh, it won't have waypoints, but we'll see how else the game tells you how to get to your next kind of thing, so... We shall see. Uh, speaking of that as well, how how open do you think this game is going to end up being? Uh, it's hard until we see some kind of like extended gameplay. It's mm. going to be completely hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. So we shall see. Uh, moving on to the next thing, uh, Crytek, who I believe are the developers of the Crisis games, because they've been uh, fairly active in the last couple of days, basically. Uh, Crytek is developing a new AAA video game, and that happens to coincide with the fact that the Crisis uh, games, that, that, that account, uh, has been tweeting, you know, calling this ranger, or tweeting a bunch of eyes, or whatever. Uh, basically, it's a bit like with, you remember when uh, CD Projekt Red tweeted out Beep, or whatever it was, or the Cyberpunk account tweeted out Beep, and everyone's like, oh my god, they tweeted something out, because uh, it had been like years since then. Uh, this sort of seems a little bit like that, obviously there isn't as much hype around the Crisis game as there is about, you know, Cyberpunk from CD Projekt Red. Um, but did you ever play these games, the Crisis games? No, for the longest time, the Crisis games were kind of a benchmark of how much they could melt graphics card. Like, if you could get, <laughs> if you could get, a, and these were PC only games, so if you could get a yeah. build that could run Crisis on an above average graphics level setting, then it was considered like a monster PC. So I was never into the uh, um, into that level. So. Okay. Yeah, the games uh, did eventually come to Xbox. I think you can get one of them. If not all of them on Game Pass. There's three of them basically. I think the first and the second one are on 360. Uh, in fact I think all of them are on 360. But you can. I th- I know that you can play, play at least one of them on uh, Xbox One. Because I did. 
uh, and uh, either that or it was on 360. One of the, one of the games you can play on 360 or Xbox One because I remember playing some of Crisis. It was either two or three that I played. I liked them. They were good games. I just kind of dropped off a little bit from them. But you know, if they're doing either a new game or re- I, I think it makes sense to okay remaster the trilogy, see how that does commercially and critically, uh, and then potentially work on new in a new game. But um, what do you think of Crisis making a return? I suppose. I mean, it's been a while since they've done anything of note that I can remember. So if they've got something in the pipeworks and uh, or in the pipeline, and they can get it out, then you know, more power to them. Cool. I never root for anybody to fail. Mm-hmm. I might predict their failure. I might not like something, but I'm never going to root for somebody to fail. All right. Um, so say they remastered the trilogy and released it on PS4, Xbox One. Would you try that out? Probably not. But then that's because. I'm not a big first-person shooter guy. Everybody, I'm always honest with this. I always say I don't play them a whole lot because I suck at them. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's it's a thing. I'm not good at the game, so probably not. Okay. If it was something they had like a free trial, then I would definitely try it for free. But you know, right. it's just like not a demo something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, and like getting older and things like that. I've definitely started to notice I'm slower at games and worse at games, um, which is interesting that I noticed that more this week when I played Ori, because I will be older on Friday, because uh, it will be my 26th birthday. Yes, apparently I'm still young and all that, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I I I just kind of I had this moment when I was playing Ori on Monday. It didn't happen when I was playing it on Sunday. It happened when I was playing it on Monday. I almost had not like flashbacks or anything crazy, but I had literally memories of playing the first Ori, which was, I'll say three to five years ago. I can't remember exactly when that was, but it was at least three years ago because this game has obviously taken a little bit of time. I remember, I just remember being able to move around quicker in in the first Ori. I don't know if it's to do with the gameplay thing, but just in general, because uh, one, one other thing I've kind of noticed as well, I remember when I played Call of Duty in high school, and I remember when I played Call of Duty now, and I'm definitely so at Call of Duty now. I have had the same thing happen with FIFA when I was a bit younger than that. I was definitely a lot quicker at FIFA, and I'm not now. So I guess I'm starting to slow up a little bit, which is uh, which is a bit annoying. So, um, when, when did you start to sort of notice that maybe happening with yourself? Because obviously you're older than me. So, uh, I don't really think I've noticed it at all. Just because, uh, especially now, games are so different that they don't really relate mm. to each other. Um, but when you're talking about age, the the Zelda game that we couldn't remember, Link's Awakening. That was the uh, yeah Link's Awakening. That was an original Game Boy game that I played my freshman year of college. So mm. just a little scale for that. <laughs> um, and I volunteer at American Legion Post, which is kind of a fraternal organization um, for veterans. Um, and I'm like the youngest person there by like thirty, forty years. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what Crytek has got up their sleeve with Crisis in the coming months, I suppose. So, uh, speaking of things being in development, uh, about five minutes before we actually started recording, I made last little sort of check for news, uh, as I'm sure you do as well, I think. Um, and I saw a post from IGN saying that a new GTA is in development. Um, so we obviously had a little bit of a pre-talk when we talk about, um, obviously we say hi to each other when one of us picks up the Skype call, <laughs> that sort of thing. And uh, we were going through our notes, and you mentioned to me that we did have a conversation about, I think it was just Rockstar in general, uh, and obviously GTA, um, 
was was involved in that conversation. Uh, I don't remember the exact context of that conversation because I remember I said to you this was only an hour ago. Um, said to you it was either something that a listener asked us or it was something that we'd heard something about in the news. But uh, I yeah, seen... I, it took me a while, but I remembered it. It was there was a Twitter post from a couple of the actors that did the voiceovers for the story part of gta 5 saying that there was no truth to the rumors that they were recording for gta 6 now that doesn't mean to say there wasn't gta 6 on some level in development but they they just weren't recording for it so Mm. yeah so that's what that was uh but yeah post which was released five minutes by ign five minutes before we started recording uh did say it wasn't like a reportedly kind of worded or whatever um but they have got a new gta in development um and one of the other things that were added in the little headline i didn't actually read the article um but one thing that i read from the headline is rockstar rockstar sorry is working on sorting out crunch in some way some way shape or form of course this has been a controversial thing in in the world of video games as of late um but, uh, yeah, what do you think of this this news? Uh, I mean, it's not a surprise that it's in development on some level. I've, you know, it's never a GTA game. I just said they didn't have to rush. Mm. They sold so many copies of GTA V, um, and so much of uh, GTA's income, or Rockstar's income, is from GTA Online, that it's not really anything they have to push. So they could, I mean, obviously they don't want to, it to drag out um you never want that to happen but they don't have to rush with anything so yeah yeah i mean you know we were waiting to see when they would next announce something about gta and it's not like we were never going to get gta 6 because uh, as, as as successful as gta 5 online has been you can only carry that on for so long not saying it's like dying out or whatever but you will eventually have a gta 6 come out uh, and it's cool to see that that's going to be... They didn't necessarily actually say this was GTA 6. They just said new GTA. But I think we can assume GTA 6. Uh, they said that this won't come out for quite a while. Which we probably could have could have guessed anyway. Um, but I, I'm going to stick to my prediction that I made last week. I think this comes out at the end of the PS5 cycle. Uh, which would still be about 6-7 years away. If not 8 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any updates on your predictions as to when we could see this game? get released mm, earliest right now the earliest i would guess would be 2024 that would be at the absolute earliest because you're going to need at least assuming it's in some level of development you're going to need at least you know three years to really get it to market so that puts it at 2023 at the absolute minimum mm-hmm. plus they're not in a rush so they can just add another year to it. so add an absolute minimum 2024 and that's that's an extreme absolute minimum yeah yeah uh, but yeah, I'm still going to stick to my, you know, end of PS5 Series X life cycle, whatever the Switch is doing at that point. Obviously, it, w- it probably won't be on the Switch, but uh, yeah, I'm assuming we'll have a new Switch in six years <laughs> or whenever that's going to be. So, Well, see, that's kind of the, the bummer of everything that's going on right now is that any kind of development into an improved Switch or anything, excuse me, anything like that is automatically on hold. So, Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's all the news and everything that we've got. Uh, quite a lot to talk about this week. Quite surprised, because uh, it is a quiet time just in general, because obviously everything, the world is on hold. But, uh, yeah, quite a lot of different things coming out this week. 
So uh, let's move on from all that and talk about some feedback. Of course, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about any video game news, things that you're playing, hopefully you enjoy what you're playing, uh, or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Harley says, uh, there has been lots of discussion about Next Gen as of late. So I want to ask you this. What do you think the PS5 will look like? Um, what could it look like? Um, I mean, if you do look at, let's say the, you look at the PS1 and you look at the PS4, uh, they look pretty different. If you look at the PS2, 3, and 4, they look a little bit similar. Um, obviously the PS2 has had the, both the slide out tray and the lid, I suppose you could say. Uh, PS3 and PS4 are probably the most similar, but there was the, obviously the PS3 was a lot sort of fatter and bigger. Even the slimmer version was definitely bigger than the uh, original version of the PS4. Um, And we've seen obviously with the Series X that it looks a lot different and stuff like that, but she's asking us about uh, PS5. Any guesses as to what it could look like? Some sort of slim box, I suppose? Uh, I don't think it'll be that slim because you saw with the P- with the Series X breakdown, mm. a lot of the size was due to engineering, you know, for heat management, cooling, things like that. Um, so I imagine it's not going to be a small thing. Now, they might eventually come out with a small thing, uh, but that's just going to depend on, you know, after getting the thing in a while, seeing, you know, how this breaks down and how that breaks down and how that works out. Um, I'm one of the few people that would actually like the dev kits that you've seen out. Um, I would like that as a styling choice, and I know I'm one of the few people in that camp. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of the dev kit, it wouldn't be my preferred look for the PS5, but it ultimately wouldn't matter because <laughs> it matters more about the performance of the thing, the game of the, the games that are on the thing, how well it runs, how loud it is, because obviously some people's PS4 sound like helicopters. Uh, how does your PS4 sound? Does it sound all right these days? Uh, it doesn't sound bad. Um, it's just one of those things that uh, I have a stand that I put on it that uh, has a fan on it and a filter on it. So that's why the PS4 sometimes get that really loud noise is that uh, you get a lot of dirt in those fans. And it doesn't have the best uh, uh, airflow management, so that dirt gets clogged up. And so you just hear that fan going off. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's uh, pretty normal from what I hear. So. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm imagining maybe it'll look similar to the PS4, but um, I really don't really know. So, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, and we might know in the next five minutes. I don't know. So, <laughs> Or maybe next Tuesday. They seem to really like Tuesdays for a lot of news, don't they, Sony? Um, yeah. So, we shall see. Because uh, wasn't the tech talk on a... On a no, the tech talk was on a Wednesday, I think. Or yeah, Thursday? some random Wednesday. Something like that. But they, they do like to do Tuesdays a lot for, for certain things. So... Uh, Tyler says, what do you think of people asking for free games and free subscriptions to TV streaming services? Uh, at this time, he's he's saying, uh, I don't think it makes per- uh, sense personally. Um, I've seen some people be, I mean, there's aggressive people online even before this. But uh, I've seen some people be very, very aggressive towards this situation. I've seen, because I, I see a lot of promoted tweets for uh, Disney+, Plus, which is weird because I already have the thing and all that sort of stuff. Um, but a lot of the comments I see on those threads are like, hey, you should be giving Disney Plus away for free. And it's like, well, there's no rule that says that they have to do that. Um, they already gave the free day seven trial when Disney Plus launched in the UK. Um, you know, PlayStation is Sony starting to do that with the Uncharted uh, collection and with Journey. 
but there's no companies that are under like obligation like netflix doesn't have to turn around and say hey here's three months in netflix i mean sure you had stadia that came out and said here's two months of that you had quibi that launched in the us and the uk in that and they're offering three months of free quibi but um they're not under any kind of law to do it it's just more like okay does the company if the company's financially able to even do it in the first place uh then i guess they can and it's just an 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 individual kind of decision um but what do you think of people asking for free stuff at this time i think they're just greedy bastards Mm. uh not related to the news um for video games news which is why i didn't bring it up but since you brought up through the reader email listener email rather uh, the Disney Corporation is losing $30 million a day because of this uh, shutdown because all their uh, parks are closed, yeah. and it's not cheap to go to those parks. No. Uh, Disney owns ESPN. There are no sports, so nobody's watching ESPN. I mean, to be fair, ESPN has been on a downslide for years. Um, it's been really bad for years because um, – People are cutting the cable, at least over here in the U- U.S., is they're getting away from, like, cable subscriptions and direct TV subscriptions, and they're either doing, like, stream stuff or just, you know, watch don't have to watch it live. So ESPN has been losing money for Disney for a while, but they've been making up with it with everything else. Now yeah. that everything else is shut down, Disney is dropping bad, so they need this shutdown to be over, like, yesterday. Yeah. Um... And I think the other part of it is is just – and this is more of an educational thing is people don't know how businesses work. And I don't mean – They really they, don't. They, no. they don't understand what a business is because as, especially over here in the US, they're just taught that businesses and corporations are like stupid evil people. They're just like the worst, most evil thing you can be. And that's been the longest time. If you look at Superman, Lex Luthor was a scientist. Uh, for the longest time, until 1980s came around, and then the guy that got hold of the, the franchise decided, you know what the most evil thing in the world to be is? Is a businessman. And so that's from, like, 1980 on, that's why Lex Luthor has always been a billionaire industrialist. Because yeah. the people writing Superman thought being a business was the most evil thing you could be. Right. Yeah. Um, and there was, uh, because of this whole shutdown thing, there's been a lot of things with the you know, government policies, government intervention on this business and that business and whatever. And I remember somebody tweeting out, and it wasn't anybody I followed. It was just somebody getting buried for saying something really stupid. And then somebody that I did follow was replying to it. He said, the original tweet was, if you can't uh, be shut down for two months, then you don't deserve to be a business. Right. Um, And my reply was, do you honestly think every single business has a giant pile of money like Scrooge McDuck? Right. Yeah. Um, no, most businesses have a very thin margin, and they float month to month. And yeah. not all of them. I mean, there are some businesses that yes have do giant uh, have giant Scrooge McDuck pile monies. The, the two of them being uh, Microsoft and Apple. Um, they both have insane amount of liquid cash available to them. Uh, but that's that's like the that's the exception. That's not the rule. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean. It, it's nice when they do it, but it's not a requirement to get back on point. No, it's it's not. So, but uh, yeah, some people think that these businesses can just throw free stuff out without any planning. 
or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, it it doesn't make sense that people are, are asking for that sort of stuff. You can't just expect like, hey, Apple TV Plus for free for a month, Netflix free for a month, Sky free for a month, and uh, whatever free for a month. It just it doesn't work that way. So, uh, but there we go. Uh, Brian, and, and to be fair, and I I I don't know this for sure, but my guess is is that the reason why uh, Quibi is doing the free three months is because they know we're at home and. They know that some a lot of people, as the joke goes, have finished Netflix. So they're just they're trying to capitalize on the fact that you've seen everything five times, you've rewatched that. There's nothing new coming out, and they've already had this stuff uh, banked and in the bag for a while now. Because I've been seeing Quibi commercials for like at least two months, like before the shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing Quibi commercials. There was one with uh, what's her name that played the the Stanza sister, uh, the Stark. Sophie Turner, yeah. Sophie, I saw one with Sophie Turner, and I'm like seeing commercials that have like top tier stars. Like Idris Elba has a thing on Quibi, so they're they've thrown a lot of money yeah. at this thing. So they they're trying to get a return on it, but they're you know they're doing the three months. My theory is is that to show the value of it, and then once that three months is up, they'll keep the subscription going. Yeah, yeah, they've got a uh, fugitive as well with Keith Sutherland coming soon, which yeah. I'm yeah. very excited about. So. Yeah, I, I imagine you were doing black backflips when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I was on the po- on the Geek Town podcast that that week when we talked about that. But uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland playing as an agent chasing after a fugitive with a gun. I uh, like to see it. So, but I'll have to watch that one on my phone, I suppose, because that's how Quibi works. So, yeah. Uh, Brian says, if someone says uh, to you, "Video games, what are the most popular or well-known things that pop into your head?" Uh, I quite like this question. Um, you've got so if you th- if we think of the the video games that like everybody would know, uh, Grand Theft Auto I think is one that's, that's certainly up there. Um, FIFA probably, Call of Duty, Super Mario, uh, maybe Zelda. I don't think Zelda would be up there as much as Mario, but definitely Mario would be up there. Um, I'm wondering about PlayStation side of things because not everybody's heard of you know Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and that. Um, but what what would you say if you if you ask the average person to name a video game, what do you think uh, they would sort of answer with? Probably whatever's getting uh, commercials on the most recently. Yeah, like Fortnite as well. People would probably mention Fortnite probably would get mentioned. Um, uh, Warzone would probably get a mention because we're seeing that a lot. I remember, like, the month before uh, Mass Effect Andromeda came out, every single commercial was Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, every every YouTube video I watched that had an ad, that ad would be that uh, uh, human song with some of the gameplay interspersed. It was never anything but that. So it would really, really just depend on, uh, you know, whatever game is getting ready to come out. Although there's not going to be a whole lot of that right now, so. Yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, so those are some of the, the bigger ones. You know, Call of Duty, GTA, FIFA, um, some of those games. Tetris, because you do still have video game versions of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, any others you can think of? Uh, nothing really off the top of my head. Um, I'm just, I, it's, it's one of those weird things that I'm into that world so much that it's hard to isolate out what somebody that's not into that world might answer. Mm, yeah. 
but those are some of the ones. Mm-hmm. And that is this week's Random Gaming Talk podcast. Uh, lots to discuss this week. I'm actually quite surprised, but uh, it's it's good. You know, we don't want an empty ep- Well, we can't have an empty episode. What would that even be? Uh, what, what, it, what would be an empty podcast? Uh, um, silence. Just take like a, a one-second uh, <laughs> audio loop of silence and then loop that for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, still lots of things to discuss, which is great. Uh, still lots of things happening on Entertainment Talk. I know nothing's being filmed or created right now, but there's still lots of things going on. Uh, so be sure to check it all out on EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, speaking of, um, did you mention Tiger King on this or before to me? I think it was uh, both. Uh, on this one, on yeah. both. Uh, in terms of Quibi and Tiger King, you can also, we should mention, check out geektown.co.uk. Uh, that's where you can get uh, your latest TV and film news. news rather, sorry. Uh, so if you want up-to-date information on that, you can get that in weekly podcast format as well, Geektown Radio, on Tuesdays. Uh, so you can either check that out on geektown.co.uk or by searching for Geektown on uh, podcast platforms. Uh, for Entertainment Talk, you can support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk. We're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Amazon affiliate link if you're still buying stuff on Amazon uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate, review and subscribe to those uh, be sure to search for Geek Town as well on iTunes and podcast platforms and for Entertainment Talk and get yourself subscribed to both uh, word of mouth please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds uh, social media Please share them on Facebook and Twitter and if you can put them in different Facebook groups uh, what's the other thing as well um yeah, uh, for streaming and video games and stuff, I've uh, got a new kind of outro for that. So, if you want to watch me, David, and Bex on Twitch, uh, Bex is Trista Bytes. She streams once a day, sometimes twice a day uh, at the moment, so go and follow her, Trista Bytes, on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, if you just subscribe to her or follow her on Twitch, you'll get notifications, so be sure to do that as well uh, for some fun geeky chatter and video games and that sort of fun stuff. Um, and me and David also on Twitch as well. Uh, for the new uh, FIFA streams as well, uh, that's for the Mixer side of things. That's mixer.com slash etalk. I'm going to change that to mixer.com forward slash etalk UK just so that it lines up with the same name for Twitter as well. So if if one link doesn't work, just check the other one. Uh, but you can follow that as well. Uh, and Robert also streams sometimes on Mixer as well. And you can, of course, also look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.